Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Dangerous Misinformation. Very uplifting episode today. Join us as we will be discussing pressing topics such as depression, addiction, and much more fun for the whole entire family. And please be sure to leave a rating. Thank you for tuning in. This is Dangerous Misinformation. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Dangerous Misinformation. I'm your host, Rodney Smith. This is the only podcast in the world where we love everybody. We make fun of it. Is it even a podcast? I don't even know. I hate the word podcast because everybody has a fuck. What is a podcast? What's the difference between a YouTube video and a podcast or a show? You know, what's the difference? Who cares? There is no difference. Podcast is just, a podcast used to be a platform. It used to be like the Apple podcast app, right? Podcast it's like calling all it's like calling all cereal cornflakes is like calling everything a podcast. This isn't even a podcast, dude. It's a fucking show, okay? And welcome to it. Uh, this is the only show in the world where we love everybody. We make fun of everything. And I appreciate you being here. I'm on day two of having to sniffles, and I feel like dart, and uh, I feel very congested, and I got a headache, and I'm just tired, dude. Um, I'm tired in general. I'm tired. Of, <laughs> I'm tired with life. I'm tired with love. I'm tired with liberty. I'm tired of the pursuit of happiness. I don't get why people kill themselves though, because like if you ever, you know, very dark topic. But like, why wouldn't you just check out and just stop doing all the things that you're supposed to do? You know, I feel like when people get to a point where they take the, the final, that final step, it's because they don't want to participate in worldly activities anymore. And I haven't wanted to deal with worldly activities for a very long time, but I'm at the point where I would never harm myself. And I'm just kind of like, I just kind of want to check out and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if I had a kid or something like that, that would change. But yeah, dude, I'm just bored with everything, kind of sick of everything, and I'm just I'm just exhausted. I'm just tired, dude. Um, you know, people look at me sometimes they have it all figured out, and uh, I don't. I don't think anybody ever actually fully does. You know, things going ups and downs. So whenever things are down for me, I always just like to remember myself. Well, the downswing always comes before the upswing. And then when things are going good, you feel kind of embarrassed for when things were even bad. And it's not like things are even bad for me right now. Like I said, I'm just, I'm just fucking exhausted. I'm just drained. And I'm not even just like being sad. I'm just, to be honest, are we going to have a vulnerable episode? Let's have a vulnerable episode. Um, I, I guess I'm just, yeah, dude, I'm just exhausted and I'm sick of, rejection, I guess you can call it. It's not like I'm getting rejected blatantly to my face, but it's just like the lack of, you know, you feel so much resistance in every, it's like it's just every aspect of life. And I don't know if it's just, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, but I just, I, I just, dude, like, I just don't, every step along the way, it's just always fucking something. And the worst of it is like health issues. You know what I mean? If my health was 100% in order, but I think all it is, so I actually have this really good German doctor now. And um, he he's really, he's a, he's a huge G. And it might just boil down to, I might just have some sort of like celiac disease. Like I might just have a serious gluten intolerance because I was feeling absolutely fine, absolutely perfect 
uh, when I was only eating meats and vegetables here recently, but I lost a bunch of weight and I was like, dude, I, I feel disgusting. Like I couldn't even look at pictures of myself. And, uh, I, it's like, I can't be calling fat slobs, fat slobs. If I'm just this disgusting skinny twig running around looking anorexic, you know, like I have, I have a problem in the opposite direction in that case. Like I can tell my ass to go to the gym, which I do go to the gym, but there was a time. So when I decided, okay, I'm going to start eating bread and shit again, cause I need to put some weight on. I was like washing down bacon with chocolate milk and then following up my breakfast with a bowl of cereal and drinking a glass of apple juice afterwards and then eating burritos for lunch and then making a stack of pancakes and then for lunch eating a steak just doused in buttery garlic. Um, yeah, and, and you know, for, then for dinner I'd make like a bowl of pasta and <laughs> eat a big ass thing of ice cream. And, uh, and so I slowly put on like five pounds again, but then, uh, my, I got this fucking joint pain started up again. And, um, it's like my hand, my hands feel all like, I feel like I got, I feel like these two fingers right here. Like I've been, I feel like I was playing tackle football yesterday. dude. This is how I used to feel when I was playing football and it's not like I did anything important. Uh, but yeah. I think it's just the bread just declaring World War Four on my asshole. Because when it gets in your intestines, right, if you have, think about when you're allergic, like if you're allergic to pollen. If you're, you know, people make fun of the whole gluten thing, but think about just regular allergies. If you're allergic to pollen, you see what it does to your eyes and your sinuses and all these things, right? These visibly allergy symptoms. But so if you have a food allergy and you're ingesting a bunch of this shit and everything's bread, try to get away from wheat, dude. It's hard as fuck. So if you have a gluten intolerance and you're eating that, think about the havoc that it's doing to your insides that you can't visibly see with your eyes. But it's obviously causing all sorts of reactions and uh, inflammation and all sorts of things. And so because basically your whole nervous system and immune system starts in your gut, if you have bad gut health, it's going to trans transfer into other areas. Um, and then if your immune system goes haywire, it starts attacking things where there's nothing even wrong because what your immune system's supposed to do is attack invaders. But so once your immune system gets fucked up, it's like having a drunk immune system where it can't spot the bad invaders, you know? And then, uh, so yeah, uh, that's, that's what we're hoping now. Hopefully the, the German doctor is right. So I got to go back in in six weeks, do like a follow-up and I'm just going to take that test. I don't know why I didn't order that test. Um, well, yeah, bro, I'm just, uh, I'm just exhausted. That's kind of the moral of the story. I'm exhausted with not feeling well. I'm exhausted with the idea that I'm going to have to go back to the airplane hangar. I really don't want to. I don't think I'm going to even though I know it's like a safe hundred grand. Like if I go pick up this contract, if I go pick up this contract, it'll be, you know, like $50 an hour, but I just, I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to, I'd rather, I would rather make like $30,000 fucking working for myself than making a hundred grand working at some mega corporation, you know? Sorry, sipping that Topo Chico. Got to stay hydrated, dude. That's a big part of being sick. Staying hydrated. Uh, yeah, just the idea of having to go back into all that bullshit is, um, you know, really irking the inner millennial. And yeah, 
Where was I going with that? I forget. I'm just getting in my feels about it. Uh, anyway, since we're having kind of a dark episode, you know what I've noticed as I've gotten older is my relationship with alcohol. I'm really developing a dislike for it. And I don't think I'll ever not be a drinker because it's like that Burt Kreischer monologue he went on where sometimes just being at the airport and having some drinks or going on vacation and ripping some mimosas or just having some beers in general, right? Every once in a while, you can't beat that. It's glorious. And I always want to be healthy enough to be able to do that, like Burt Kreischer said. But I just remember when I started drinking when I was younger, I think I started drinking around the time I was 17. And uh, well, I remember beforehand. So when I was when I was a kid in Germany and, you know, my mom would take us with her. To the, it was just kind of normal as part of the culture there. You go to these big like wine festivals that are like big carnival things, you know, and you be hanging out with all the kids be hanging out, the adults be hanging out and all the adults would just be getting hammered. And uh, I would see adults get drunk and they would be acting weird. And it's the same way like people with mental illness always kind of freaked me out because they were unpredictable. I've always been one of those people where I really study my environment and I find patterns, probably because I'm autistic and they call that pattern recognition. But then when somebody would be under the uh, influence of alcohol, I would be like, I, I don't, I don't, this person's unpredictable. I don't like it. I can't predict it. Like their behavior doesn't make sense to me. And so even as a little kid, it really grossed me out. And then when I became a teenager, when I was like 16 and we started going to parties, I would see kids get hammered and they would do dumb shit, like take their clothes off and run around in the street or I see him puking. And sorry, I keep my nose is my nose is plugged. So if you hear me go, <gasps> you know, like breathing into the microphone, I apologize, but I got to like take a big gulp of air every couple seconds. I'm trying my best here. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Maybe I can get that out in post-production as good as I can, but we'll see. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So I would see people strutting around hammer, just doing dumb shit or, getting in car accidents. I was like, eh, I don't really like this stuff. I don't like the idea of it. But then I started, then I drank one night and then, you know, me and my, me and my close friends started drinking and partying. And what it was at the time then when we were just these young dudes was, it was just, we were just the same people, but then it would, we would drink and it would turn up the silly. So it'd be a group of people that I trusted, my friends, my homies, or we'd go to house parties, whatever it'd be. But at that time, at that age, all the drinking would do really is, like I said, it would just turn up the silly, the silly meter. Everything, we're, we'd be doing the same dumb shit we'd be doing as kids anyways. Uh, it's just like adding a layer of redonkulousness to it, right? But then after a while, right? Then after a couple of years of this, you start realizing things are getting a little darker and some of the people aren't necessarily having fun on the booze anymore. They actually get sad when they're drinking it or some people might get angry or weird shit starts happening. You know, like a friend got in a car accident when we were 16 and she passed away. And, you know, it turns out that she was drinking and driving like she was trying to make it home at her, her curfew. Um, and she was drunk, you know, so she was speeding home and she passed away. And then, uh, you know, you just see other things like people just the dark shit of alcohol starts happening, right? especially then, you know, when you get older and then in your twenties, it's still, then you start going out to the bars. Then the bars are this brand new fun experience. It's like this whole new, you go from drinking at someone's decrepit kitchen whose parents are uh, at a, at a lake somewhere or something like that for the weekend. So you're drinking at someone's kitchen, you know, having fun, passing out on floors, doing all this house party bullshit. Right. And then once that starts getting kind of old, you finally turn 21. You're like, okay, now we go to the bars. Now we get to go drink with 
a bunch of strangers somewhere else where we don't have to worry about getting busted. This is fun. Then you do that for like five years, right? But then you start to notice people sitting in the bars, people that you know sitting in the bars by themselves. Same thing. Shit starts getting dark. They're just like drinking to feel normal or drinking to escape problems or just... Uh, you know, like the, like something with the booze, it, it just always goes into this dark place. And it hasn't for me, fortunately, like I've never been a like sad drinker, getting angry when I'm drunk or something like that. But I see it in people around me that I care about that when they drink, they just get fucking angry or just, just like there's something like some other bottled up shit. You know what I mean? And they, and they always say that drunk, drunk words are sober thoughts. I remember hearing that when I was way younger and that always kind of made sense to me. But uh, I just, I don't, you know, like I just don't like what I've seen. And I don't want to be too specific about it because you would know like, uh, yeah, I just don't like seeing what it's done to a lot of people close to me. And I mean, a lot of people close to me have booze problems. They straight up have booze problems. And that feels like, it feels judgmental of me to say because I'm not perfect. I have my own demons, right? But I just think that's one of those things that you can really, or maybe people can't control it. You know, in my mind, it's like, okay, this is something you can control. You can control how much booze you intake. But I think then some people, they have whatever monkey that is on their back to where they feel like they need to drink at certain times, then they drink, and then, but they don't even enjoy the drinking or, you know, I've seen it where friends and family and whoever, like where they're, even, they're fucking shaking when they're not having the booze and that just like, what's the difference between alcohol and like heroin? You know what I mean? Like if you're an alcoholic, you're a straight up drug addict. That's what you are. And I'm not saying, I'm saying that lovingly, right? But like if you drink every single day, right? If you're under the influence of alcohol every single day, that's no different than somebody doing fucking coke every day or whatever else it is, except it's, it's legal. Like you trust the government just because the government says that's legal doesn't mean it's good. You know what I mean? Like, why, why would you? I don't trust the government for shit. And so just because the gov, just because some booze lobby paid off the government finally enough to say, okay, this shit should be legal. And I think everything should be legal. If everybody wants to do what they want to do, go do it. Just don't fund it and don't allow it in the cities when people uh, do crimes to actually, I don't think everything should be legal um, because I don't know. I just, I don't just don't like drugs and alcohol, bro. Like I'm just getting to that point in my life where I just don't like it. And the destruction of it, uh, has made me, it's made me look at life in a certain way. Um, I do find it annoying once people finally get sober and they look at everybody else, like huge degenerates who can manage to have one or two drinks a week. It's like anything else. Do it in moderation. I just, like I said, I don't see any difference between cocaine and alcohol. Once you go to like heroin and smoking meth and all this weird shit, okay, like that's in its own league because that's some, but the, I mean, there's hobos that are just pure alcoholics. I mean, I would bet a ton of, if you go and talk to a bunch of drug addicts and homeless people and people with mental health issues, I guarantee you they will say that it started with alcohol because alcohol is the easiest shit to get. You can get it cheap as fuck. It's so easy to consume and it's so addicting because you see people, I mean, with the hangover, right? you know, you have a hangover, then you drink a beer and you're fine again. So that's how people get on that carousel. Um, where luckily I've always had this thing about me where, where when I'm hung over, the last thing I want to do is drink because I just kind of have in the back of my mind, I know what's happening there and I don't like being addicted to stuff. Um, 
And so I, that's the last thing I wanted. Like when I've been fucked up for, that's why I don't like doing mushrooms or something like that because you're high for like six hours. And if you don't have that comparison, right? Like that's why pe people that smoke weed every single day, like how is that even fun? Just constantly being high. If you don't know normal, how's the high even fun? That's why I like doing these things in extreme moderation. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Sounds judgmental of me. But anyways, uh, happy, happy, happy Friday, you guys. You made it to Friday. I uh, hope you have an amazing weekend. hope you get some time to do the things you want to do and unwind and don't drink yourself stupid and do something stupid. All right. The drugs are bad. Okay. But anyways, appreciate y'all. Please leave a rating. Please tell us, tell somebody about the podcast. Send me an email if you want. Say what up. Lord Petty podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on social medias at Lord Petty and some form of underscores. You'll find me. Look for the pasty face. Leave a rating. Please be sure to subscribe on my YouTube channel. Go get a copy of my book, The Petty Principles. And I'll talk to y'all later. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs>